Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA front office show. Crazy night in the NBA last night. We've got a number of news topics to dive into, plus some really fun games that we're going to talk about today. Keith, man, late night for me last night. Went, went to OT, Lakers. Woo, that was a, a tough one with the Charlotte Hornets. But uh, I think the place we really need to start, the biggest story of the night, Denver. Denver and Miami and something that happened with Nikola Jokic. Yeah, absolutely. The the Nuggets pulled away late in that game, handled uh, the Heat relatively easily down the stretch. Let's, let's just call it what it was. Then late in the game, questionable that maybe Jokic and some other guys even mm -hmm. should have still been in, but I think just trying to finish off strong. Uh, Jokic midcourt, uh, the, the bane of the NBA's existence, the take yep. foul, uh, but Markeith Morris amped it up a little he bit. Put a little something extra. Shoulder, elbow into Jokic. Uh, it was really, it was completely unnecessary. He did not need no. to do what he did. Eric Spolster tried to defend it after, said maybe it was a little hard. No, it was, it was nonsense. There was no reason for Morris to do what he did. But there was even less reason for Jokic to react the way he did. Shoved Morris in the back. Kind it was of like a, like arm, a, almost, yeah, like a shoulder a tackle bit. or something. It was, yeah, yeah. It, it was. One of the hardest hits yeah, you're going to see. Yeah, sent to the ground. He, he probably would have tackled yeah. somebody in the NFL with that hit. Yeah, 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 probably. Um, ultimately, in the end, Morris got ejected because they ruled his foul if later, mm -hmm. too. Jokic got ejected because they ruled his uh, unsportsmanlike conduct foul. Uh, both of them got ejected. Guess we'll see today uh, if there's any discipline handed down. There'll, there'll be fines yeah. for sure uh, for both of them. Uh, my guess is maybe we'll see a suspension here. We we, we don't know that for certain. Maybe uh, some are saying maybe one game for Morris and a couple games for Jokic. Uh, Jokic has no real history of uh, anything like this, whereas Morris does. So that mm -hmm. will factor into punishments as well. But, yeah, not, not a good look. And for Denver – even a game or two without Jokic is tough because they're down yep. Jamal Murray, as we know. Uh, they're also down Michael Porter Jr. now, and we talked about that on the last show because uh, he got hurt over the weekend. But Michael Malone, before the game, said foreseeable future. Now he kind of back walked that back mm -hmm. a little bit by saying, you know, it could be a week. I, I don't really know, you know, what I mean when I say foreseeable right. future. But the reality is. Uh, don't expect to see Michael Porter Jr. at any time because he's still undergoing testing and all that on that injured back. So, you know, not not a good times in Nuggets. That's how one of their writers describe it as, well, it was a win, but it feels like the most empty win the team has had in a long yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, when a coach says foreseeable future, that usually means it's long term. It's not it's not yeah. like foreseeable yeah. future, but hey, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, so maybe he'll play that. Yeah. No, it, it usually means back. it's yeah. going to be a while. Um, personally, look, if this was the 80s, Jokic would be playing next game today. I don't. I don't see it happening. I. I, I think the NBA should suspend no. him if we're looking at at everything that's uh, kind of wrapped up in this moment. I mean, he really. It wasn't like it was a, in the middle of a play. The ball was dead, and he went and and hit. Marquise Morris from behind. Yep. So it was a pretty. And there was enough of a pause too, where he had it wasn't a moment to think. Instant. Yep. Like he had a moment to think about it, and he decided, you know what, I'm gonna lay this guy 
checked out if I can. And and the challenge is now what it's spilled into is a Twitter war. The the Jokic's brothers who have had some legal issues mm. of their own, uh, let's just say in Serbia, uh, they started a Twitter account and uh, basically went after Marcus oh, Morris, who said something Getting like, the family involved. Uh, notice he hit. Yeah, Marcus Morris said. His tweet, I'm paraphrasing, but it was something like, I uh, uh, notice he hit him when his back was returned. I've taken note, which is, you know, there. Uh, the Jokic brothers went at uh, Marcus Morris and said, hey, we can leave it here or we can talk about this more. Markeith Morris then tweeted like, hey, you know, stuff happens. You know, it is what it is. Uh, you know, whatever. You know, you don't hit a man with his back turned or mm -hmm. something along those lines. It's just become a mess now. And this is something the NBA doesn't no. want. As much as the NBA welcomes and loves off-court drama not no. this kind they do not want this kind where it's you know a bunch of guys in fights and and uh, things other than that so so yeah they're they're, they're gonna step in here and there'll, there'll be some punishments handed down would for that sure. have been a flagrant to on markeith morris if Jokic didn't respond you think yeah. you, you think it should have been. been like the refs would have yeah because yeah, there's no there's no attempt at a basketball play there, it's completely unnecessary contact. I would hope sometimes you see those moments uh, where it escalates and then yep. that causes them retroactively to go, oh yeah, okay, well then he's he's gone too. I I do wonder what would happen there. But in any event, I think Jokic at the very least is yep. getting suspended. Marquise Morris maybe gets suspended as well. And then uh, we'll see what happens from there for both sides. Uh, let's jump over to... Hawks and Warriors, you know, always kind of funny because Trey Young in some ways is kind of seen as the second coming of Steph Curry or or at least that style yep. of player. I don't know that you're ever going to find a shooter that's the quality of Steph Curry, but still, um, it was kind of a, uh, a teacher versus student sort of battle here, right, with Curry versus Trey sure. Young. And Curry was once again tremendous. The Warriors pull out the win, 127 to 113, playing some of the best basketball in the NBA right now. I mean, they're 9-1. and one, um, And... Yeah. Accordingly, odds makers have now set Steph Curry as the favorite to win MVP this season. Uh, it's still early, but that feels like a pretty accurate pick to me right now based on the way Steph is playing and the way the Warriors are playing as well. Yeah, hard to argue it. 50 points, 10 assists, 7 rebounds, points. 9 three-pointers last night. Uh, yeah, he, he yeah, absolutely won bananas. Um yeah, the best team in the mm -hmm. league right now, best record. It was funny. I was asked on a radio hit, what's different about the Warriors this year versus the last couple of years? Because still, Clay Thompson yeah. is out. Well, two years ago, everything fell apart for this team. Clay was out, KD had left, and we knew Curry. We knew they weren't going to be quite as good. Then Curry got hurt very early in the season. Jeremiah Green was in and out. But in some ways, I think what this has done is this is now paying off a couple years yeah. later because guys like Jordan Poole, Damian uh, Lee, Damian yeah. Lee, um, those guys got experience playing for this team than that they would not have gotten otherwise had this team been been more healthy the last couple of years. And that's now paying off because now they've got pretty good depth behind those those mainline guys. I also think their offseason additions are guys that fit within what they mm -hmm. do versus trying to bring a guy in and hoping that player can change his game to fit what they do. They went out and got guys who just already fit in. Uh, clearly Andre Iguodala, they knew worked. They brought him right. back, but 
Nemanja Bielitsa, Otto Porter Jr. Those guys just fit in what they do. And then when you've got guys like Lee and Toscano Anderson and Poole stepping up and playing well, uh, they, they look pretty good. And, and we know James Wiseman's return is coming around the corner here somewhere. Uh, that's probably going to be another 10, 15 minutes off the bench that you know, hopefully will be helpful. Good minutes. And then Clay Thompson's going to return at some point, uh, probably around or shortly after the holidays. So I don't necessarily see, barring a major injury, this Warriors team really going away. Now, they're not going to be, uh, what, what are they, one loss right, right yeah. now. They're, they're not going to keep winning at this yeah, 90% clip. 90% clip That'll right fall off. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that'll fall off, of course, but but I don't think it's going to be a team that all of a sudden falls off to right around 500 like they've been the last few years. So, I mean, there was a couple of years ago, like you said, if, when you saw Jordan Poole and Damian Lee out on the floor, you went, hey, all right, tonight's going to be a good night for my team. And now they've got that experience. Now they've, they've been able to grow, and this team has changed – their outlook because of that, because now they've got that yep. depth built in, like you said. Um, so in, impressive stuff from the Warriors so far, been the best team in the league. And of course, Steph Curry, favorite for MVP at uh, this point, could have won it last year as well. He was right there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, could could have won it last year. Jokic I clearly was deserving yes. uh, of winning it. But yeah, I mean, Steph showing he's got plenty left in the, the tank here for, for major... Uh, uh, you know, top end seasons to 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 go, and that's good for the NBA. You know, it's good when one of your best stars is playing you know so well and, and playing at such a high level. Uh, let's jump over to another OT game. This one was ridiculous. The Grizzlies <laughs> and the Wolves. Oh my goodness! So much it fun. was it was fun, but man, if you were a fan of either one of those teams, it was a, it was a stressful one. But uh, the Grizzlies <laughs> made a big comeback in the fourth quarter, and it looked like they were just going to win it in the fourth. And then Carl Anthony Towns banks it in from just inside <laughs> half court, hits the three to tie <laughs> yeah. the game and send it into OT. Um, I will say though, the play before that. The Wolves had a chance to get the ball and and go up. They were only down one at this point. And they had the ball sideline out of bounds. And the play they ran involved yeah. all three. You had a guy inbounding the ball. D'Angelo Russell was supposed to get the ball. And then the three other Wolves players were all essentially just standing stationary across the court from the inbounder. And then D'Angelo yeah. Russell just tried to run around a little bit to get it to him. And they actually got a five-second violation. It was one of the worst sideline out of bound, bounds plays. I can't even call it a play. It was like, hey guys, yeah. go stand over here. Delo, try to figure out a way to get the ball. Yeah. It was it yeah, was bad. nobody screened nothing. nothing. Yeah, it was it was bad. And, and it's funny because I saw some people being like, why are you even going to him there? Well, that was the right call because he played yeah. great. Um, you know, he had one of the best games, probably his best game of the season, I yeah. would say. Um, you know, he, he played really well. Uh yeah, and then, you know, I mean it, Give uh, all the love to Nas Reed on that pass to Towns. He kind of that, that was like a football yeah. pass where Touchdown. he put it where only your guys gonna get it, and then Towns, you know, just made the ridiculous shot. But my takeaway, John Moran, man, that man. that dude is a monster. He is. Like he just made every play uh, down the stretch and in overtime for the Grizzlies. If he didn't score himself, he was setting somebody up. Uh, just absolutely, you know, dominant game. Thirty-three points, six rebounds, eight assists. For him, he also had a steal and a block. Uh, get to the free throw line twelve times. Just you know, that he he's so he's, good. He's so fun to watch. Um, yeah, he absolutely is. A little terrifying. Like I, I would be scared if I was a fan of the uh -huh. Grizzlies, just because every he 
he just he lands so violently. Mm-hmm. It's like it reminds me of the way Derrick Rose used to land, and we all know uh, what happened there. But hopefully, John Morant will uh, avoid that kind of fate uh, down the line. But uh, thing that stood out here, Brandon Clark yeah. got back into the Grizzlies rotation. He hasn't been in the rotation. Zaire Williams, their rookie uh, first rounder, was out, um, did not play in this game. And Brandon Clark, uh, eight of eleven for twenty points. Uh, in this one also had nine rebounds, five on the offensive glass. He has not been good uh, really since late in his rookie year. Uh, he started to have some struggles that year, did not have a good sophomore year. This year got off to a bad start to the point he has not been in the rotation. Uh, they've been playing Williams over him and Xavier Tillman as well. So we're we're going to see uh, you know, what becomes of this with, with, with Brandon Clark. Did, did he kind of win a rollback here? Is he going to get consistent minutes? But good to see him get get on track. Uh, off the Memphis Yeah, bench. I mean, 29, <laughs> That's you'll take that any day. Um, yeah. Let's jump yeah. over to uh, the Bulls and the Nets, another one that I thought was interesting. And, guys, we're, we're bouncing around a few a few key games here yeah. in this one. But yeah. uh, Bulls and Nets, the Bulls win 118-95. to 95. The Nets had been on a nice win streak, but uh, they do drop to 7-4 and four with this one. So, I mean, the Nets were seen as kind of the big bad in the Eastern conference, the team that everybody was projecting was going to make it out of the East, the bulls. Some people weren't sure what to make of them. If things were really going to click, if the defense was going to be able to keep up with their offensive production. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and I had the same concerns (laughs) and now here the bulls are seven and three and they handily took down the Brooklyn nets. I mean, nowadays the Kyrie Irving less nets, but still the bulls looked really good. They played with a lot of energy and you look at the fourth quarter, 42 to 17 in the fourth quarter. That was the Bulls run. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, you you could almost yeah. get 17 points out of Kevin Durant alone on a night. So to do that, to hold the Nets to 17 is is impressive. Yeah, held them under 40% shooting on the yep. night as well, which is is really good. Uh, KD, he had a good night. Nobody else. Uh, well, LaMarcus Aldridge played well for, mm-hmm. for the Nets, but nobody else really uh, did a whole heck of a lot. And that includes James Harden, who said after the game he's not really frustrated with the officiating, but clearly was uh, in-game. There was a stretch where uh, he drove. He thought he got contact. It, it's one of those ones where I it's 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 close mm-hmm. now like it's it's one of those where all right he didn't get the call he kind of went to the ground he ended up sitting against the basket stanchion for yeah. a minute like what in the world is happening here uh and then later when he did get fouled and get a call he kind of threw his hands up almost like hey thank you finally you know it happened but yeah just a po- poor game for him and and he said that it didn't take him out of his game but he only took 11 shots only had five assists just never really looked like himself in 34 minutes there and and again without Kyrie Irving KD can be great which he was he had 38 points but you need Harden to to also be really good and I'm I'm also at the point now uh I'll issue this for both Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons I don't want to hear anymore without because they're they're not there they're they're not part of these teams right now just it's not like even like an injured guy who may be like we just said Clay Thompson right maybe coming back well that's coming back we have no no reason to believe either one of those guys is going to play this season so I'm kind of now cutting that out of it of all you know analysis of you know without those guys it's not that it's not true it's just like a player who's out for the year with an injury you have to almost think of it as they're gone. Yeah. They're not returning. Yeah, we, yeah, we got we got to move move off it. Um, on the bull side, this looked a lot like the fourth quarter they put up against Boston. Mm-hmm. 
uh, a couple weeks ago when they came back when the Celtics blew the big lead in the fourth quarter. Uh, Chicago just kept doing what they do offensively. Uh, this one was a little bit different in that game. They hit a whole bunch of three-pointers. Uh, this one was just you know getting to the rim, doing their stuff in the mid-range. I love the way Billy Donovan's staggering DeMar DeRozan and Zach yep. Levine uh, throughout games. There's very few... Uh, uh, offensive droughts. They are looking, they're searching right now for who that fifth guy should be. I know you called out pre-show. Uh, Io Desunmu was in there with 15 yeah. points, um, seven Had rebounds. The crowd behind played, him too. Played. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's somebody that they really like second round pick out of Illinois. Yep. So lo- local guy there too uh, for them. But yeah, that, that Bulls team looks pretty good right now. And this is all being done with Nikola Vucevic playing maybe some of the worst offensive basketball uh, he's played, certainly since his rookie I season. mean, he still contributed, though, 13 boards, 5 assists. But, yes, the shooting, not great, 5 for yeah, 14. Five that's not 14. really him. But yeah. uh, impressive stuff from the yeah. Bulls. Uh, as far as the Kyrie thing and all that, I mean, when we're looking at, at where we thought they would be preseason, then I think it's okay sure. to, like, say, okay, well – you know they thought they yep. would have, but now yes, they're they're gone. And again, we talked about it a little bit yesterday. Yep. It doesn't sound like any of those protocols or mandates are changing anytime soon. So the Nets will be without yep. Kyrie moving forward. Uh, last thing I've got on this is James Harden, three free throws. Trey Young, three free yep. throws. Now a lot of people are pointing to these guys, particularly Harden, and saying, "See, Harden's a manufactured star. He's not really that good. He just got to the free throw line by tricking the refs." Da 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 da. Um. I think part of this is Harden trying to play his way back in. And this isn't just the officiating change here that's turned James Harden into what we've seen so far this season. But, yeah, they're allowing a little bit more contact. There are some fouls that are going uncalled. But if that's the price you got to pay to get rid of some of the ridiculous calls that we saw in seasons yeah. before, uh, we'll yeah. live with it. And, uh, again, I think getting rid of a parade to the free throw line, that's a that's a good thing. Yeah, I've, I'll repeat it one one more time nobody wants to turn on a game pay for a game pay for a ticket to go to a game anything nope. like that to watch a free throw shooting contest you can go down to the uh, cyo and, and watch that there with the kids if that's what you, what you want to do let's go across town for a minute yep. with the knicks we're not gonna spend a lot of time on nick sixers but a, co- a couple interesting things came out of this so Philly, we talked about this on yesterday's show. They're just down a million yeah. guys. You know, a bunch of starters. Guys are out in the health and safety protocols. Uh, Doc Rivers is very loath to play more than an eight to nine man rotation. He's a big believer in guys have to play mm-hmm. to find their rhythm and those kind of things. But he even came out and said, I have to expand the rotation. These guys are just getting too tired. Last night, uh, all uh Danny Green coming off an injury played 30 minutes. All the other starters almost at yeah. 40 minutes um, a piece. Uh, just only played, played really only played seven men because Paul Reed barely played off the bench. So he said he's going to expand it to 10. Uh, kind of uh, uh, humorously said, I don't know which 10. You know, we'll I'm figure right. that out. Um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll see where that goes. And then on the Knicks side, now I'm in a victory. So Kemba Walker played, uh, played, he, he was a little off. Um, but here's where this matters now with Kemba Walker is he did not play on Sunday in the first half of a back-to-back. And he said, following this game, there's going to be more rest days coming up. He didn't say he won't play both ends of a back-to-back. He stopped short Mm -hmm. of saying that, but 
his last year in Boston. That's what the Celtics did. The Celtics did not play him in uh, both ends of back-to-backs. And that is something that's important to know uh, going forward that he may not. Now, they've got the guard depth. They've got Derrick Rose. They've got Emmanuel quickly. They'll be able to get 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 by. But Kemba's a, obviously a big part of what they're they're trying to do there and this is what it looked like a lot when he came in after not playing and sitting out he just looked out of rhythm his jump shot wasn't there he's very much a uh, pull up and jump shot heavy the heavily dependent player so if he's out of rhythm it's just probably not going to look that good now that's that's a little tough um to have so let's just keep an eye on this uh moving forward because the celtics were of the the opinion of can't play him back-to-backs because you're never going to get him through the full season. And maybe that's where we're going uh, here in, in New York yeah, as well. Could very well be uh, 25 rebounds for Andre Drummond with Joel Embiid now out. Yeah. That's a that's a massive yep. performance, even though they didn't drop that one. Uh, let's finish up by talking a little Lakers and Hornets. Exciting game. Um, unfortunately, from my perspective, it, it became very exciting. The Lakers again <laughs> blowing a big lead in the fourth quarter. One of the one of the craziest moments I think we'll see this year in a game. Five consecutive free throws for Lamelo Ball. Uh, that yeah. was uh, you had <laughs> you had two free throws for a foul, and then you had a delay of game and two technicals led to five free throws in a row for Lamelo Ball to cut the Lakers lead to four late in the game, and then uh, the Hornets came back and, and took it to OT. Yeah, absolutely. This was uh, this was the Anthony Davis you yes. need without LeBron. Uh, he was absolutely dominant on both ends of the floor. Uh, this was this was maybe one of the best defensive games I've seen him play mm-hmm. since the bubble. Five blocks. Um, I just thought he he just yeah he just controlled everything too. He was switching out to guys on the perimeter, doing you know just really racked everything. Uh, Charlotte wanted to do for a very long period of time in this one. Uh, Russ did not shoot it well, but he was he still put his stamp on the game with 14 assists. Uh, I thought he did a good job of pushing pace at times in this one, um, kind of catching the Hornets almost at their own game. And then Mello again, you know, we, we've talked about if it wasn't for Tyler hero, he'd probably be the sixth man of the year. He's just been that good off the bench nine to 13. Now I have hmm. to say this, Anthony Davis's comments on Mello after the game. What are you talking about? Of everybody gave up on this guy. No one wanted to give him a chance and look at what he's doing with us. One, Portland gave him a chance, and he did this kind of stuff in Portland. They they would they would have happily have kept him, and he but he wanted to join the Lakers, and that's his choice, and that's the right thing to say. But you could have given him this chance two years ago, and you didn't. So let's not make it out like the Lakers were the savior of Carmelo Anthony here. Come on, Portland did the work. It's it's getting a little we're we're creating a narrative that doesn't exist. I mean, I get it. Have your boys. I didn't see the post game comments yet because I, frankly, I I got my audio done and I went to bed right (laughs) after that thing ended. Welcome to living on uh, the East Coast. So I had to. I I did. We did our post game show and that went like an hour and fifteen minutes. So it was like two thirty in the morning here by the time by the time I actually got got to bed, (laughs) which means it was like three thirty your time. Yeah, it sucks. Um, So. I didn't see the comment, but what a lot of the guys have been referencing has been his post Houston stint and then talking about how good he's been. I'm sure that's probably what AD was talking about. Again, I have to go back and actually see the the comment. Jay I get Mar- it. John well, Morant put th- what are we skipping the two years in Portland? Like, yeah, I mean, I mean it's, it's just that you know, we're now seeing like they, a superstar version of mellowing because he's shooting a ridiculous percentage and that's not going to, it's not going to continue that sure. way. Right. Like it's, it's no. amazing. Yeah. You know, enjoy it right now. 
but there's no way that he's shooting 50% yep. from three for the season. If he yeah. does, he's the sixth man of the year, right? Like, like, if, oh, without a, it's, he's yeah. all NBA. If he keeps putting yeah, up he's these been, kind of he's been fantastic. Then, yeah. You ride this as long as you can, especially with LeBron out, get everything Absolutely. you can out of him. Just know some point in the next couple months, there's probably going to be a bunch of four for 15s mixed in there just because this is, I mean, this is, incredibly he's, ridiculous stuff that he's doing right now i mean this is shooting that 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 we rarely ever it's seen. been amazing he's been fantastic and it's uh people are starting to say they had olympic mellow and now it's staples center mellow or staples mellow is, is what we're seeing <laughs> hoodie mellow you've got olympic mellow this is staples mellow yeah i don't want to take anything at all oh away no from no no Carmelo he's been Band fantastic he is owed every bit of you know this because it is absolutely true that teams basically mm -hmm. said we're we're done. We we give up on this guy. It's not there. But to be like, yeah, we're we're the ones who made this happen. No, you're not. Like Portland was the ones who stepped in and brought him back and got him back to playing where he is. Yeah, just say I just I had to pull it up to look. Shooting fifty percent yep. from the field and fifty two percent from three. Like that's just not going to continue. You know, those numbers are going to drop off. It's just, you know, uh, otherwise he's going to put in arguably the greatest shooting season yeah. in the history of the game. And that's, you know, I feel fairly confident that that's probably uh, not going to happen. If it does, this it's point. one of the, but all yeah, credit. If in the he world continues anywhere close to this, you know, it's one of the be, biggest stories of the season. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, and that's Without just a, a testament yeah. to him. He's also yep. been putting in the work on the defensive end, which has not been what he's known for. Um, and that's not saying yeah, that he's suddenly a, yep. a top NBA defender, an all-defensive team player, or anything like that. But Frank Vogel, a few games ago, kind of drew the line in the sand and said, look, anybody who's not playing defense is on the bench. Um, that hasn't yep. always played out that way. But Carmelo Anthony, to his credit, has been really <laughs> hustling on that end of the floor, too. It's been noticeable. So he's been fantastic. Yeah, I mean, and Frank Vogel can say that until he looks down and it's uh, it turns into Hoosiers and he's like, my team is on the floor because because yeah. you run out of guys because just there's not that many guys on the bench uh, to to do that. It was funny. I had somebody say it kind of looks like hey, you could tell the difference when somebody's looking at box scores yeah. versus watching the games because the comment was, I don't understand Andre Jordan hate. It looks like his numbers have been pretty good. I get it. If you look at the box score, four for four for 10 points, eight rebounds, but Slide over, single game plus minus is not something you generally want to use, but negative nine feels about oh. right in 10 minutes. He just, he's, he just can't defend anymore. He's just, he's just, he's, he can't, especially they have to play away. Frank Vogel doesn't want to play, I think, mm -hmm. with him in there because you can't bring him up to the level of the ball to do anything because yeah. he just gets blown by. And when LaMelo Ball got downhill against him, it felt like 20 times in those 10 minutes and either created a good look for himself or a good look for uh, one of his teammates there. So, yeah, it's just – it. I mean – Part of it yeah. is just old. I mean, there's just not, you know, not a lot, lot to it. And and he was a player who was so heavily dependent on his athleticism that that's that's going to be tough. Uh, it was interesting to see Lamelo Ball and right after uh, uh, kind of calling out James Borrego, saying I need to play earlier in the fourth quarter because they they blew uh, that big fourth quarter lead against the mm -hmm. Clippers, I believe it was. Um, he he responded with a triple double and played. Uh, basically 42 minutes in this one. So that's uh, just something there. Gordon Hayward up there too, yeah. 41 minutes. Uh, history tells me that doesn't always right. go that well uh, once his uh, minute load starts really increasing like that. So just uh, something to keep an eye on on there. Um, but yeah, I mean, when the Lakers needed to have, you know, this is a uh, 
is you know it's the Hornets aren't terrible anymore, so this is this is a good win uh, with this. Um, so I think that's you know something to kind of kind of hang your hat on a little bit here moving forward, and and, and I think this is it's asking a lot of AD to be this guy nightly, but that's what you need, uh, especially as long as LeBron is out. You just need him to be uh, MVP level. Anthony uh, I don't know if you saw it, but this game changed significantly uh, when Rajon Rondo got ejected from this one. And that was, a, yeah. And he had he been was, playing. Yeah, he was, well. he was actually good. He, like yeah, running, running the, the offense, offense. He was phenomenal. He was throwing all these lobs to Anthony Davis. They just had that mind meld going yeah. and he looked really good. And from the reaction in Staples Center, from the reaction around Twitter, people kind of went, uh-oh, because that meant Russell Westbrook had the keys for the entire fourth quarter, just about. There were about 10 minutes left in the fourth, and he proceeded to turn the ball over four or five times, I believe, in the fourth alone. And it got you could start to hear the crowd in Staples getting frustrated with Westbrook. And so that's the first time that we've seen that kind of reaction. The Staples Center crowd loves Carmelo Anthony. You know, if he does anything, they go berserk, right? <laughs> yeah, but now you're should. starting to hear kind of that that uneasy murmur. You know, you get in a, in a crowd when you, yeah. there's a guy that they don't want to shoot gets the ball. Um, started to hear that last night yep. for the first time uh, with Russell Westbrook. So just something to keep an eye on moving forward. Stat-wise, you know, Russ triple-doubled and and all of that. But there were some, uh, some big mistakes made down the stretch there that uh, the Staples crowd was not too happy about. Yeah, I mean the Lakers bench yeah. won this game for them. There's really no no other way to put it other than that. I thought Wayne Ellington gave him he some did. solid minutes uh, as well. You know, he hit a couple shots. Malik Monk, same same kind of thing. It's just a little tough. You can't really play those two yeah. guys together at all, just because you get you get real messy defensively there. It, but, but I thought Vogel, yeah, and I thought Vogel did a good job, kind of um, moving on yes. from Baysmore. Ooh, he had a rough night uh, when uh, you know kind of early on like like just basically saying all right i'm gonna these are the guys i'm gonna run with and he and he really did especially down the stretch just you know these are these are the five guys i i do kind of wonder with the way rondo was playing and controlling a game it, it's so hard but would he have closed with rondo over westbrook it, like that's that you gotta kind of wonder because that's it boy, that's a tough it uh, would have meant like 15 look. straight minutes for rondo if you had just closed out the game with him maybe 16 sure. Um, so that would have been tough. You would have had to sub yeah. Rondo out probably midway through the fourth and then go back to him. And then it would have been a bigger thing, right? Like if you had just played him the rest of the way yeah. through and said, oh, well, this group had momentum, so I just stuck with them. That's an easier sell than I went back yeah. to Russ and then pulled him and put in Rondo. So I am curious, too, how that would have played out. But the team was playing better with with Rondo in there. So who knows? Yep. And the important thing, they didn't play yes. any minutes together. Very important. Uh, in a fifty-three minute game, Rondo got all the backup yep. minutes behind Russ. So that's 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 probably the I think a lesson they have learned that unless it's an absolute necessity, no. we're not going back to those two playing again. You just can't. You can't build a functional no. offense with those two playing uh, side by side. I don't I don't care if the other three guys were, you know, Kyle Corver, Stephen Curry, and this version of Carmelo Anthony, you're probably going to struggle to, uh, to, to, to like still Carmelo find Anthony is now in that upper pantheon of NBA, <laughs> yeah. NBA shooters. Right yeah. now he is. Yeah. This week. <laughs> yeah. Well, Hey, you go seven for 10 oh, yeah. for three. You're, you're getting, uh, as the kids like to say on, on the Twitter machine, you're going to oh get gosh. your flowers. <laughs> the Twitter machine. Yes. The getting his flowers. That uh, is the, the current saying right now. All right. Um, Exciting night in the NBA last night overall. A lot going on, a lot of uh, lot of fun things, and yep. then some major stories. So glad that we were able to break all of this down. 
Let us know, guys. Let us know your thoughts in the comments. Light, down, night, tonight. Light, night, light tonight. night tonight. Light night tonight. I thought you said late night tonight. I went, oh, no, not again. Yeah. <laughs> not no. again. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Yeah. No, no not tonight. I, uh, I I somehow don't see myself staying up for Trailblazers Clippers uh, tonight. The unfortunate thing is it should have been a really mm-hmm. good game. Uh, Bucks 76ers. But now it's if you can't see me, it's Bucks yes. 76ers. I'm doing the air quotes because it's it's two teams that are just ravaged by injuries. So it's in illnesses. Uh, yeah. And then Hawks Jazz, 9 o'clock. That, that 9 o'clock mm-hmm. window is a good one. I, I like that one because that, that ends uh, at a you know, still semi-reasonable hour. Uh, 12.30 for Trailblazers Clippers. That'll be one. It could be an interesting morning. game, too, with uh, with the Hawks. I mean, Trey Young, sure. second out of back-to-back, but we'll see what they can do against a good, oh, yeah. good Utah team. Yep. All right. Well, yep. let us know your thoughts in the comments down below. Don't forget, subscribe right here to the NBA Front Office YouTube channel. If you listen to the podcast version of this, make sure you do subscribe. And don't forget, toss us that five-star rating over on Apple Podcasts, if you don't mind. Till next time, everybody, stay safe and see ya.